Amen, amen, amen. Spread love because love is what the world needs. Love, sweet love. Amen. Funny that came up because I had that in my introduction. So God is trying to tell us today, spread more love. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you for a new day. God, we love you. You are awesome. You are wonderful. You are first in our lives. And we are going to continue to pray to you. You send us the answers that we need. You you want us to want for nothing. You have given us all that we need to exist on this earth. Hallelujah. And for that, we thank you. We lift up all the prayer requests that we receive, Father God named and unnamed, and even those we may have forgotten. But one thing we know, you haven't forgotten them. Prayer requests for people, for healing and, and for um, restitution and, and, and for um, it, it, relationships to come back together. Hallelujah. Prayers for those that are having problems with their health and problems in their mind. Hallelujah. We lift them up to you, Lord God. You said the enemy speaks to our mind. And there are people who are listening to them, and they're trying to battle these whispers that they hear that they know are not you. And we say an extra special prayer for them, Father God. When we lift up this world, what's going on in this world and in the United States and countries all around the world, we lift them up to you. We know that you know how to handle anything that we need down here, Father God. We trust you and we love you. Hallelujah. Jesus, we thank you for doing what you did just for us that no one else would do. We are very appreciative of it. I ask that you bless my brothers and sisters on this call today, Father God. Hallelujah. Some go through a lot just to listen to the word, and they love you. We all love you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, use me to bring your word to the people, to the masses today around the world, and cause people in different countries all around the world who are listening to preachers preach. Hallelujah. Cause their hearts to open up to you, Jesus, the Christ, hallelujah, Yeshua, Hamashiach. And I thank you for this opportunity to be able to plant seeds for the kingdom. Hallelujah. In Jesus' holy name, amen. We love you, Lord, and amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. I pray that all is well with you, that you thank God for this new day that you have covered your household, your family with the blood of Jesus. You know, we need to do that to be protected from this evil world. That includes your yard, your belongings, vehicles, job, bank account, house, your neighborhood, anything else that you rely on to live in this existence, to be here. Amen. Today. Remember, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. You, you live in it, but you don't have to be of it. Amen. You are holy because God said he's holy. The things that we do should be for the kingdom of God and not to please man. Amen. I always say, don't sell your soul for stuff. Amen. <laughs> what you do on your job, do it as good as possible, and God will reward you even if your employer doesn't. And for those of you like me who work from home, okay, I'm happy to be a worker from home. Be kind and gracious to others while you work. As the song says, the world needs love, sweet love. As the song says, let's be a part. Amen. If it weren't for some of you listening and sending in your donations, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. And so I thank all of you personally, those that have 
Bless those that don't have. Amen. There's someone sitting in their in the privacy of their home or their job somewhere who just can't give. And they're thankful from the bottom of their hearts for those who can give, for those who can help me continue to get these sermons throughout the airwaves. I'm not looking for a statue. I'm not looking for a reward or an award. I'm not trying to look to get on stage somewhere and to be worshipped. I want Jesus to be worshipped. It's all for him. Amen. I don't stand on a mountaintop shouting down at those who sit at my feet for hours. Times have changed, folks. I deliver the word from my desktop at home, amen, amen, with a microphone in the Bible that you all bought, amen, the electricity, internet, and computer that you all are helping me to pay for so that I can get souls saved. We, amen, can get souls saved. So when I say that I thank you for helping me, I mean it. I couldn't do this without you. Got one thing before we get started. I would like to announce, some may have heard this and some may have not heard it yet, but I'd like to announce that Bible Prophecy General, Dr. Jack Van Empey, was welcomed into heaven by his blessed Savior and Lord, who he had so faithfully served in ministry for over 70 years. Another general gone, folks. Rest in peace, Dr. Jack Van Empey. I love their program, and I'm sure many of you out there probably watched him as well, him and his wife. I watched him online for years. I adored how he would recite the scripture. He would recite on and on, not just one or two. He could recite chapters of the word. And I wish I could do the same. God bless his family and his friends. Amen. Amen. I was sad to hear that news. All right. So grab your sword. Grab your swords, grab your Bible, and uh, I'm going to take you to Hebrews 13:5 first. They're gonna, we're going to talk about the white stone. I'm going to cover a few points here. Um, Hebrews 13:5, and it says, "Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have, for He has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee." I love that when God says He will never leave you nor forsake you, He meant it. I think this verse says it all. God is telling us not to always want, 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 right? And to be content with what we have. We need to be content. It's content is mentioned in the Bible so many times. God knows our needs. When we need something, he'll send it to us by using others. That's how he blesses us, by using others. That's why we have to be people, people. <laughs> right? No man is an island. No man stands alone. Get out, meet some people. The world needs love. Amen? Uh, He uses others to bless us. Not very often do you hear about people having something physical just pop into their existence out of nowhere, right? God's not a genie, and this is not about magic. He's so far above magic. Magic is limited. Magic is man's way, okay, that he has gotten from ill-gotten means. I'll say it that way. I've experienced some out-of-the-blue blessings before, But I've never seen a Lincoln drop out of the sky in my presence, right? Have you? (laughs) Okay, so some people are Cadillac people, okay? Have you ever seen a Cadillac pop out of the blue sky in front of your face? It takes faith to believe in the Lord. Either you have faith in him or you don't. There's no I'll think about it mode, okay? 
John 4.24 tells us that God's a spirit, and they to worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth, see? Not in flesh. Worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Hebrews chapter 11 is loaded with faith scriptures. When you get time, read Hebrews chapter 11, get your notes and write down what God shows you about it, about faith. Amen? You cannot serve God without faith in God. Take a special look at Hebrews 11.6. I'll read Hebrews uh, 11.6. And it says, For whom the Lord loveth, he chastens and scourges every son whom he receives. 11, 6, 12, I'm sorry, 11.6. I was going to say that's not on topic. <laughs> Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must uh, first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that did, did, did diligently seek him. That means diligence. You have to seek him with diligence, not just eh, once a week. Well, you know, I read the Bible last month. Uh, i got to give it some more time, you know. No. Diligently seek him. Make God your first priority. Amen. It is impossible to please him without faith in him. Turn your swords, if you have them with you, to Revelation 2.17. Amen. So, you know, people say, I be- oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Christian, but do you believe that God can heal? Oh, I heard healing was, no, that's old. I don't, I don't even think that happens anymore. Well, then you're not going to get healed because the scripture says by his stripes we are healed. Amen? Believe that he is. Believe that God exists. Believe that he can do what he says he's going to do. You can't say, I'm a Christian, but I don't think God can do. Well, if that's the case, then you, you have something missing. All right? Revelation 2.17. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. E-S, churches, to him that overcomes will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and I will give manna, I will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knows, saying, except for he, that means, that received it. God's going to give you a new, a new name. Amen. So exactly what are we talking about here, right? We're learning about the hidden manna. The revelation of God. God has so much for you. He wants you to know. The Holy Spirit of God is our teacher. Some people don't know what to do in life because they don't have a close relationship with the Holy Spirit. Jesus left him for us. When he went back to heaven, he left the comforter. He's called the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, comforter, teacher, guide. There's so many people out there looking for, I'm sure you heard of this yourself, spiritual guide. People are in love with spiritual guys, messing with, they don't realize they're messing with demons and don't even know it. You better get into the real God, capital G, and let those little spirit, <laughs> spiritual guys leave them alone. Amen? We need to have a close, personal relationship with him. Jesus kept his promise, and he didn't leave us without guidance from the throne. Understand this. You have inside of you guidance from the throne of the God that created everything. Amen. The wonderful triune, we know that word's not in the Bible, but it means three. The wonderful triune, three in one God. 
And if you want to know more, do you have those people out there that are skeptical? That if you have any questions like that and humans can't answer it for you, wait till we get there. You'll find out what it means. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Or ask Jesus personally before that happens so that you can find out what it means. Amen. Once Jesus is your friend, he's your friend forever. You ever make a friend with somebody and you're friends with them for a few years and then something happens? Sometimes it's something silly, something little, and the next thing you know, you're not friends with them anymore. Jesus is not like that. He is your friend forever. It specifically tells us that you will not please God without believing that he is. That means that you believe in him. You believe of him. You tell others about him. And you are not embarrassed of him, and you spend time with and talk to him. Not at him, but to him. Talk to God. Amen? Uh, there was just a report on CNN that Iranian Christians are telling us not to believe what we see on the news, folks. There is a 90% Iran and a 10% Iran. And people, evil people who are the 10% is what you see on the news. And the announcer said that Iran is a growing, is growing the church faster than any other church in the world. And China is growing as well. I love it when I see that people from these areas are listening or watching to us online. I absolutely love planting seeds. Amen. You never know who's getting blessed by what you do. The same countries that they mentioned are countries that show up in our stats. And get this, I'm not the only one. Plant your seeds, folks. Do what you do. Do You love God, tell other people about it. Like, as you heard me say before, it's like falling in love for the first time. Do you remember the first time you fell in love? You told everybody about that person. You wanted everybody to know. God wants you to do that as well. Amen. God is love. Plant your seeds. Get closer to God and learn to listen for his still, soft voice. Amen? God's not in the lightning. God's not in the thunder. He's not in the earthquakes. God has a beautiful, still, soft voice that speaks to your heart. Some people hear him audibly. I've heard him audibly a few times in my life, but I mainly hear him in my heart. And when you start hearing him in your heart, you spend some time with him. You you know what he sounds like. That's why he says, my sheep know my voice. You know what he sounds like. There's no question. Amen. Give him time to speak to you. You may be planting seeds and you don't even know it. Hallelujah. You never know who's been watching you online. You never know who's been listening to you talk. This is real. People who are desperate for Jesus are watching you because they see online that you've either mentioned his name or posted something about him in some kind of way. <clears throat> and you will receive your white stone. Receiving the white stone means that we have to hold still. The word says be still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hold still and listen to the whispers of the Holy Spirit who speaks to our spirit. We have to get into the word and learn it daily, not sometimes or once in a while, daily. Hallelujah. I'm so proud of my daughter. She reads her word daily. She loves it. You don't have to read huge chapters a little bit at a time. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Hear a little, there a little. Amen. 
If you need help, ask somebody. <laughs> ask someone for help or go to a Bible study. There's Bible studies in, in your local churches. There's Bible studies online. You can't miss it unless you want to. Go to the church of your choice. Revelation 2.17 says also that God will not only give us a white stone of favor, but a new name that no one else would know but us. How can you understand your new name if you don't study his word or listen to his voice? I want to give you a few descriptions of the white stone, okay? A white stone was used to gain admission to certain events in Roman times. <clears throat> that would imply that those who overcome, know the word overcome, will be granted admission to the kingdom. Do you see the comparison here? Admission, amen. I'm talking spiritually and not just in the natural. Also, people who did others a favor in some kind of way was given a white stone, which was akin to an endless MasterCard in our day. Amen. Wouldn't you like to have that? Amen. Wherever they went or wherever they needed to stay, they didn't have to pay a fee or a charge to get services such as hotels, which they call in in the day, in food. They ate whenever they were hungry. They ate for free, didn't have to pay for it, transportation, lodging. Amen. That's what the white stone was in OT old times. Amen. According to David Stern's Complete Jewish Bible, which I have a copy of and I love it, uh, it has more Hebrew terms in it. Okay. Um, but it didn't take anything out <laughs> like some Bibles have. Okay. Um, it, it's a Hebrew, a Hebrew printing of God's word. And it tells us that the meaning um, is that God will give us the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in Eden. Wouldn't you love that? Wouldn't you love that to eat from the tree of life? Amen. And now about the manna, as we know, that was given in Exodus while they wandered, while Israel was wandering. Some of the manna was placed in a pot and stored in the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark disappeared from earth but is mentioned in Revelation eleven nineteen as being seen within God's temple. See, John could have had he could have um, had manna from the hidden ark in his mind when he wrote this. Revelation eleven nineteen, and the temple of God was opened in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament, and there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and an earthquake. And great hail. Its name means to, quote unquote, okay, to show that which is hidden. To show that which is hidden. Christ promises to give it to him that is a conqueror, an overcomer. Listen, I know a lot of things happen in your life. I know you've had some hard times, but be a conqueror. Strive to be an overcomer for Jesus. He overcame for us, right? He over, he did the best. Jesus showed more love than can ever be shown possible on this earth. He overcame. He even asked God, it, was there a way to take that cup from him? So, you know, so the flesh was screaming out, but he loves us so much he went on with it anyway. 
as they as as they used to say, old folks in churches always say he didn't have to do it, but he did. Amen. Jesus told the disciples in uh, Luke ten twenty four. Watch this, okay? He's telling us this now. He said, for I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see those things which you see and have not seen them, and to hear those things which you hear and have not heard them. Listen, you're a follower of the Most High God. You love Jesus Christ. You're hearing and seeing things in the spirit of the Most High God that kings and prophets haven't heard. That's special. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank him. We have a reason to thank God every There's always something to thank God for, whether you're in a good mood, whether you're in a bad mood. It doesn't make a difference. Just encourage yourself and give him thanks. Hallelujah. And bless the Lord. There, there are people in, in much higher ranks of life than us who wish that they knew what we knew, heard what God has spoken to us, or see what our eyes see. You're the king's kid. Remember that. We must always remember to be thankful, always, 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 and daily. Now, if you want to write this down, Second Samuel 22.50, it says, Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord. She's talking about giving thanks. I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. It doesn't say I will complain and hope that God hears me and has pity on me. Amen. I will sing praises unto thy name. And then 1 Chronicles 16.8, if you want to write that down. 1 Chronicles 16.8 says, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. See? Give thanks to him. Call upon his name. He'll show you whatever you need to know. First Chronicles 16.34. Okay, first it was First Chronicles 16.8, and now here's 16.34. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. There was a song we used to sing in praise and worship years ago. It says, oh, give thanks. Unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good, for he is worthy. Worthy, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Repeat, oh, give thanks. Oh, I love that song. Give thanks to the Lord. Do those scriptures scream give thanks or what? There were more scriptures. But it would take up too much time for me to uh, read them all here. Just simply give thanks. Amen. Hallelujah. Is God worth it or what? Give thanks every day. Jesus is the ark, the oil, the rod, the testimony, and the manna. He who is partaker of his grace has all those things in their spiritual meaning and perfection. It is supposed that by the white stone is meant pardon, see, or acquittance, and the evidence of it, and that there is an allusion here to the custom observed by judges in ancient times, see, who were accustomed to give their suffrages by, and you might have heard this before, uh, we studied this even in a a Bible uh, institution I went to, white and black pebbles white and black stones. Those who were given the white one 
were absolving the culprit, and those who were given the latter were for his condemnation. And uh, if for you the studiers out there, uh, this is mentioned in Ovid, O-V-I-D, M-E-T-A-M, version 41. Amen? This white stone is also a secret place within you. You've heard me uh, preach about it before. I believe the title was called Your Secret Place. Feel free to come back and listen later to that episode whenever you have time. The person who held the white stone had the right to entertainment in the house of him who originally gave it, for it was in reference to this that the friendly contract seat was made contract. This, when produced, gave the bearer a right to the offices of hospitality. He was accommodated with food, lodging, and so forth. As far as these were necessary, notice it says, as, not, not, you know, well, once a year, as far as these were necessary. And to do this, the eating of the hidden manna may refer. But, okay, but what does this mean in the language of Christ? What does this mean to us? Amen? That the person is taken into an intimate state of friendship with Jesus Christ. You want that white stone? We all have the messes with, in our lives. With the messes that happen, we have to find our secret place. It behooves us to find that place where we can be alone with Jesus. The Jewish people and those grafted in have a prayer scarf called the talit. And they wear it while they're praying. I have a blue and white one myself. In fact, I've had it for years, and it's beautiful. It is actually your personal prayer closet. They cover their heads with it, and they go into prayer with the Lord. The strings on the bottom all have a purpose. There are so many of them in count for a reason, and they're called wings. Does that sound familiar? When the woman with the issue of blood crawled through the crowd, which was illegal for a woman with that type of sickness to do at that time, she knew the scripture and she believed in it that there was healing in his wings. She knew exactly what would happen if she made the first step to touch the hem of Jesus' garment. Do you know exactly what is going to happen when you touch the hem of Jesus' garment? When you pray in your talit, you're touching the wings of it. In prayer, there's healing. In prayer, there are all the answers that you could possibly ask, whether you see them or not. It gives us vitality and life, just like the white stone does. It signifies, folks, innocence. When we get to that last judgment of God, God's going to ask Jesus about you, and Jesus is going to say, paid in full, Father, paid in full. When we were young, we couldn't wait to buy tickets to see our favorite groups in concert. Do you remember those days? Wait until you see what this ticket, quote unquote, gets you in heaven. And not only in heaven, but here on existence on earth as well. The new heaven, the new earth. You're free from all sins, acquitted of all guilt, and free from condemnation. I really wish people listening to this would get this. You are free. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, stop condemning yourself. Stop talking negative down to yourself. Stop accepting the evil whispers of the enemy because when you accept Jesus Christ, you're free from condemnation. 
There are so many people who accept Jesus as their Savior and still feel that they should add some human concept to make their salvation work. When you do that, you're getting into legality, into legalism. Amen? Accepting Jesus as your Savior gets you saved. Not pardon my, some people get upset about this, but not Jesus and tithing or Jesus and fasting. <laughs> just Jesus. Not Jesus and praying three times a day at the window like Daniel did. Just Jesus. Do your own thing. Do what the Holy Spirit shows you to do. Amen. There's too many people out there copycat. Copycat. Do, do what the Lord tells you to do. Each one of us have a different fingerprint. So why do we want to copycat somebody else all the time? Do your own thing. Amen? I could get on here and copycat other people's uh, uh, witty sermons all I want, but it's, it's not. It's dead. It's already been done. God wants fresh word, new word. Hallelujah. He wants fresh word, new word. He wants to hear it from you. He wants you to hear it from him. Just like the, the ladder. Jacob saw the ladder. The angels were going up and down, fresh, see, taken up and brought back down. Hallelujah. And that's what Jesus didn't like about the Sadducees and the Pharisees. Instead of them trusting in him and teaching people about the freedom that Jesus presented, they constantly trusted the law of Moses and refused to let go. They refused to see Jesus high and lifted up in their minds and spirits. He called them whitewashed sepulchers. Write down Matthew 23:27. It reads like this, Matthew 23:27. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you're like the whited sepulchers, which indeed appear beautiful outwards, <laughs> but they're full of dead men's bones. What was I saying about the latter newness? They're full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. You know what Jesus is saying about that, that about you, right? Except the newness the freshness of the Holy Spirit, and listen to what God has for you. Although the scripture speaks about the church in Thyatira, the Nicolaitans apparently began to promote similar beliefs. And in their proud and wealthy city, were prepared to admit orthodoxy of doctrine, so long as it was combined with laxity of morals. They wanted to stay orthodox. They wanted to stay with the old law. But Christ cannot for a moment tolerate such a conjunction, a pairing of sort. His judgment sword must vindicate the purity of his church. The white stone is a symbol of your faithfulness, not orthodoxy or a sticking to the law instead of Jesus. It's a symbol of your faithfulness. Your new name reflects the battles you've been in, sufferings that you've endured. It is the, the white stone is the ultimate symbol of transformation and victory. Don't you want victory in your life? In every single thing that you do, you should be getting victory in one way or another because you are a winner. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are a winner. Amen. Whether you see it or whether you don't, you are a winner. Amen. It's not named after your human nature, but your new creation. You will, and even now, 
have eternal purity. If you've accepted the Lord as your Savior, don't let the devil talk you out of it. He's been a liar from the beginning, and it's his job to rob you of your heavenly heritage because he lost his. He doesn't want you to have one either. The good thing about it all is that you don't have to do anything else but believe and trust in Jesus Christ. Yes, you don't have to lift a finger, my friend. When someone adds anything to your salvation, as I said before, it is dangerous because you're getting back into legalism. Whether it's about Sunday service or you're not serious about Christ, um, tithing, candle lighting, tedious praying, no tattoos, the way you dress, your hairstyle, your vehicle, which Sunday you, which, uh, well, Sunday, which day you worship on. Jesus covered it all. Whatever day you choose, just make sure you have a holy day for the Lord. And remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy, God says. Rest one day for Jesus, one day for the Lord. God rested and he created all things. It's not because he was tired <laughs> or because he needed a break. It's so hard creating the world and creating, you know. He, he did it as an example to us. Listen to this. Slaves, I, I, you're not a slave to God. Amen? He wants you to be free. You are God's friend. He gives us examples what to do because he loves you. Jesus tells us this in John 15, 15. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I called you friends, for all things that I've heard of my Father, I've made known unto you. Jesus said, I, I gave you everything. You need to know to be successful in this life. Amen. To be successful spiritually, not just in the natural. Accept your new life in Christ and live it in the joy of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll leave you with this. I'm going to leave you with a few scriptures, and I'll read them real quick. You can write them down, okay, if you'd like to. Second Cor, Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. See, when you accept Jesus Christ, you're a new creature. <clears throat> Whatever you did before that day, it's gone. Don't bring it back. Okay, and every time the devil tries to bring it back, kick him to the curb. Put him in his place, underneath your feet. Okay, and then Second Cor um, 5.18, the next one. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given us the, uh, to us the ministry of reconciliation. Second Cor 5.19, to wit, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. You keep hearing that word, reconciliation. Amen. Second Corinthians 5.20, now then we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. And I'm saying the same thing to all of you. Be reconciled unto your maker. I don't care what's been happening in your life. I don't care how bad it's been because everybody's been through something in their life. No one is excluded from the messes that this life has to handle us, has handled us. Amen? Then 2 Corinthians 5.21 
for he has made him to be sin for us. Talking about Jesus. God made Jesus to be sin for you who knew no sin, okay, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Are you saved? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior? Look, if you haven't, it's easy. <clears throat> Write down Romans 10, 9, so you can read it later. All you got to do is confess that he died for you. Listen, just say this. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. I believe you died for me and rose three days later just so that I can be free. And I thank you. And I love you. Be my Savior. And amen. Amen. And if you just said that, welcome to the family of God. Be new. Amen. Reconcile yourself with the Lord. Be new. Live a righteous life. Live a new life. The things that you used to do just before this moment are gone. God threw them away. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, let it go. Amen. Let it go. Be renewed by the transforming of your mind. Think better things. Live a better life. Go to church or online, whatever you do, and study of him. Amen. Study of, study as much as you can about the Lord. And some of you, I feel, before I go, I have to say this. Some of you, I feel, have a calling. You know you have a calling on your life. Strange things have been happening. You've been seeing words popping up to you. You've been hearing things. You've been having odd dreams. God may even be uh, calling you in your dreams in real time. Someone's been telling you that you have a special anointing on your life. That's God calling you. Start working on it. Start working on it, my friend. Start studying the word. Go to school and learn about God. Amen. And for you, oh, those of you, I see the different countries that, um, of those of you that are listening to this, uh, mainly on computer, uh, and I thank you uh, for listening. God bless you. But I also want to tell you that don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Some of you are able to describe your relationship with other people, and there's some of you that have to keep it private. I don't want you to think you're sinning because you're keeping it private, because when, when God's ready to blow you wide open to the world, he will do so on his time. Amen? Keep trusting and believing in the Lord because he loves you. For those of you that are hiding, you have to hide. If that's what you have to do, then trust in the Lord. He'll help you through. Amen. We love you. We love you. Well, Reverend Essie signing off. Uh, once again, I see somebody bouncing in and out on their phone. God bless them. Keep them in prayer. I don't know what's happening, why they can't uh, get in, but that's all right. They can come back and listen later. Amen. Amen. God is good, <clears throat> and he is worthy to be praised. Amen. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Amen. And if you want to get in contact with me, I forgot to tell you, if you want to get in contact with me, you can write me at revessi at me.com. Amen. God bless.